What's going on there, Youth Pastors? Paul Turner here from the DiscipleProject.net and your host of the Youth Ministry Emotion Podcast, the podcast that is here to keep you motivated and your youth ministry moving forward. How are you today? What are you up to? What are, you, are you just sitting there eating a bowl of cereal? Are you out and about? Are you driving? Are you... I don't know what you're doing. Are you gonna are you gonna go see Guardians? Are you on your are you on your way right now to go see Guardians of the Galaxy 3? Because right after this recording, that's exactly what I'm gonna do. And maybe I'll give you a little review next uh, next week when I am uh, recording. But no matter what you're doing today, thank you so much for your time and your attention. I appreciate you being here. If you're brand new to the podcast, thank you for being here. Thank you for just checking it out. Uh, hopefully you will enjoy it. And if you do, I hope that you will also become a subscriber and maybe even leave a little review over there on uh, wherever you're listening to this podcast ad and leave uh, leave some stars and whatnot. Speaking of that, uh, I recently got a review that I want to read and it says, love Paul and the podcast. I highly recommend adding this podcast to your ministry and leadership library. Paul is a fun listen and he brings decades of experience. So I want to thank uh, PR for Pulse Live. Thank you so much for the uh, the review. And if you leave a five-star review and some kind words, I'll be happy to read your review here on the podcast as well. Time now for the Motion Metrics. Motion Metrics top listener, Robert. Robert, thank you for listening, Robert. Appreciate you being here. Uh, top cities, Winter Gardens, Ashburn, and Covington. Welcome. Thank you so much for listening. And top countries, the U.S., Romania, and the UK. Thank you guys so much. This is a worldwide uh, podcast. This is a global podcast. My goal is to help and inspire youth workers all over the country, all over the world, to do the best youth ministry they can. And uh, I try to provide that. I try to provide the content. I try to provide the practices. I try to provide all of that so that you guys can build successful youth ministries and uh, reach more people uh, for Jesus and, and disciple more students so that we can put more people of faith into the world to make a difference. Isn't that the goal? Isn't that really the goal? Isn't that what Jesus told us to do? Go into all the world and make disciples. That's that's what we're about. That's what we're doing. And that's what this podcast is about. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you for reviews. And no matter where you are in the world, thank you so much for doing good youth ministry. Thank you for loving teenagers. Thank you for being the church. Now today, we're going to be talking about being the example, being the example. And this is, uh, this is, I'll be honest with you, I, I was not expecting to do a podcast on this, but I read something that just hit. It just hit me. I was like, wow, I really think I, I need to share this. And uh, it's, uh, it's a powerful warning and it's a powerful admonition to um, make sure that you are being the example at all times, no matter where you're at, no matter what you're doing in church, out of church, in the youth ministry, wherever you're at, at camp, that you are being the example. Now, listen, before I get into that, it's, and like I said, it's going to go a little, it's not going to be long, but it is going to be a little deep. So you might want to pray a little bit, limber up, do some stretching, do some, that's what prayer is, right? It's soul stretching. It's before you get into things, right? You, you got to, you know, limber up a little bit. So limber up your hearts and receive what I'm about to tell you today. Uh, I'm telling you today, not in judgment, uh, not because I have somehow figured out uh, the secrets of things, but because I've read something, it has inspired me, it has challenged me. And so I am bringing that challenge to you as well. So two quick announcements. If you don't know that I have a YouTube channel, 
I have a channel that has just gone. I've just put up uh, a little over. I've just put up 1,001 videos. Yeah, 1,001 videos. I'm quickly uh, approaching, uh, let's see, 9,200 subscribers. Uh, and I tell you this because uh, I had two things that you may be interested in. Uh, every Wednesday morning, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, uh, I go to prayer. I pray for you, the youth pastor. I pray for your meeting, your ministry, if you have one that night. And I pray for uh, your churches. And of course, in the process, I'm praying for myself, my youth group, my meeting, and my church as well. It is a form of accountability uh, to where we can gather uh, and pray and agree together. And it doesn't matter whether you're you're watching it in the future or you're with me in the moment you can always agree in prayer. So if you're ever looking to say, look, I need somebody to agree with me in prayer about whatever's going on. Listen, you can always check out one of those videos and just kind of pray along with me as I'm praying. Now, the other thing you may be interested in is on the sa on Wednesdays as well, uh, at 11 a.m., I go live on my YouTube channel and I answer three questions about youth ministry. Uh, I, I go, you know, three is typical unless somebody's in the chat that asks a question, things like that. So if you are wanting uh, to join and ask questions, uh, then I would encourage you to go on over there. I'll put a link down in the show notes where you can get to my channel and uh, click the uh, notification uh, bell icon because that way you'll know when I go live, both for prayer and for office hours. And if for some reason you can't make it and you just want to shoot me an email, uh, you can do that as well, uh, thedisciplesproject at gmail.com. And you can always just send me your prayer request or uh, your uh, questions. Uh, for the office hours that day. And I'm going to take, uh, I've done three or four past office hours, and I'm going to start putting those on Wednesdays here on the podcast. So you're going to hear some of the uh, questions that I answer because I think they're helpful. They're short. They're anywhere between five and 10 minutes long. Uh, they're a short listen, but they may be of benefit to you. So I'm going to start uploading, start this Wednesday, uh, uploading them here to the podcast so you can join in the fun and you can always, uh, like I said, be a part of it if you want to. Okay. So let's go ahead and jump into today's topic about being the example, being the example. I know that we've probably, uh, you know, you've heard stories, sadly of teachers, male and female, uh, who have inappropriate relationships with their students. Uh, it's too frequent, uh, for every story that breaks on the news, there are probably a dozen, that do not due to teachers quietly quitting, moving on and so forth, you know, and teachers, you know, aren't the only ones coaches from college level programs to professional programs have also been in the news for inappropriate relationships with players, interns, staff, and others. Now youth pastors, we should be taking note of our influence and taking steps to protect students in our ministry and in the process, the integrity of our lives. See, I ran across this article uh, from a woman who details her high school crush on a teacher, and it was a sobering read. It is a long article. It's probably a 20-minute read, but I'm going to give you the last three paragraphs. There'll be a link down in the show notes. You can go back, and if all you do as a youth pastor is read the last three paragraphs, I think you're going you're gonna to be... Um, you're going to be sobered up as well as she as she writes this. But if you read the whole article, you get the context of all that. But she is basically detailing her infatuation as a junior, I believe, in high school with one of her teachers and how much she wanted his attention and approval and all of those things. 
So read the article, you know, for context, but allow me to uh, read this portion of the article, because I think, like I said, it, well, the, minute I, the minute I put it in the context of youth ministry, that's when you go, oh, okay. So let me go ahead and read these paragraphs for you and just kind of soak it in and think about it in your context. She says, young girls are desperate for validation. We crave recognition so badly from older male figures that sometimes we mistake innocent need for emotional desire. That impulse is misguided, sure, but we are children. We are young and pubescent and desperate for someone, anyone, to see us and say everything will be all right, that we are all right, and that it's easy to misconstrue love when you have access to bits of culture that romanticize the, those relationships, imbuing sensuality with the hush of forbidden love. There is no situation in which the student is to blame ever, even if they, quote, ask for it, even if they seduce and flirt and beg. Certain teachers, often narcissistic, relish the spotlight we give them. Some may never act, but remain complicit in their silence. For something so pervasive amongst young women, so much so that entire communities online used to exist in support of it, and probably still do, we should all be much louder. I once took T's quietude for admission. If he only spoke, if he only acted like an adult and broke the mirage, where would my energy have gone? All the time I spent molding myself into his perfect student, focused on pleasing him and only him. I'd like to think it'd go somewhere progressive. I'd like to think I would have poured it into myself. Wow. That's, uh, that's pretty powerful. When you read it, when you hear it out loud like that, you go, uh-oh, wow. You know, you start to think about the relationships in your youth ministry. You start thinking about, you know, how students perceive things, our actions. And listen, whether you're, you're male or female, take a moment to recognize that you are an adult, but your teens are students who are unable to discern love and lust most of the time. And they're looking for affirmation and they're looking for your kudos and they're looking for you to say, like she said, that they're okay. But I want to give you some reminders that you are the example. You are the adult in the room. And I know you know this, but I want to remind you of a few things. Number one, never be in a car or room with a person of the opposite sex where there are no, where there is no one else around. Number two, Never be in closed-doored rooms with any students. Meet openly in public spaces. Never entertain texts or DMs from students, especially late at night. Number four, watch your pride. Number five, do not allow compliments or false praise lead you to make unwise choices. And number six, do not favor with time or attention students of the opposite sex so that the wrong messages will not be sent. And I'm just going to leave those there. Uh, um, there's no extra commentary. Uh, I'm expecting that those that are listening are hearing what I'm saying, and it doesn't require me to, to elaborate on those things. Uh, that could be for a whole nother episode here on the podcast. But listen, we all have egos that can get bruised, and we must be careful to watch what and who builds those egos up. 
so that we don't enter into any type of temptations. The Bible is filled with warnings and admonition on these things, but I'm just going to leave you with two of them. 1 Peter 2.16 says, Live as people who are free, not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but living as servants of God. And the second one is, guard your heart, for it determines the course of your life. Proverbs 4.23, New Living Translation. And whether you are 22 or 42, be the adult in the room. Be the example, not of what's cool, but of what's godly. And not only will you avoid the folly of ego, but you will send the message that you take the lives of your students seriously. Being the adult is a kindness to your students, even if it breaks their heart. And that is it for today's episode, everyone. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope that you heard my heart today. I hope you know I wasn't judging you, wasn't preaching at you. Once again, it's a sobering thought that we are an example to our students and we must always be an example of Christ to our students and not just an example of what's cool. And don't forget everyone, if nobody's told you lately that you're doing a great job, well, let me tell you, you're doing a great job and you're only going to get better. And I'll see you guys in the next episode.